to men talking over beer, but we're not quite drinking beer. There's an octopus in the background. That's uh, that takes me back to university. Shall we say hello, Eddie? Hey, hello. Nice. Yeah, good. Great, Eddie, great to Sydney. be back. How are you doing? How are you doing, Sydney? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Good to have the whole crew here. Fantastic it is. Frederick is a new person to the team. Fred, can you give us a quick bio? And you've got to talk, mate. It's radio, not TV. Uh, just as well, it's uh, radio, not TV, because this face ain't ready for TV yet. Um, yeah, so I'm Frederick, Freddie, pretty pretty young, pretty pretty outgoing, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Were you named after Freddie Flintoff? Uh, yeah. Fre- yeah. Freddie Mercury, I think. Yeah, something like that. Look so at that. Like that. Look at that mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm to say. Yeah. <laughs> Carson, how are you, big fella? Same old, same old. What's the uh, imagery of the octopus meant to me? It's an octopus. <laughs> You're very deep. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Well, anyway, hello, everyone. And Sid, you had something. Yeah, the way you're describing uh, Freddie here is like the new member of the team, but yet he's to do the initiation. Are we going to do the initiation tonight or is just a guess? It's PG, mate. Like, uh, we're supposed to do that now. You want to do it later? Oh, well, well, everything's out in the open, isn't it? So we're going right. to do the initiation. Part of the reason I'm standing right now. Lubricant's not very effective, <laughs> like over Zoom, um, Sydney. It's good. <laughs> what initiation were you thinking of? Actually, looking at oh, Sydney with those glasses, I don't think we need lubricant. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Can we get started? And I, I'm asking you to take your memories back to school. Oh, my gosh. School. Do you remember that place? We do. Great for some, shocking for others. The school, the teachers, the friends, the bullies, the people you got in, kept in touch with and the idiots you got rid of, or, hey, some of the ones you can't get rid of. I was going to say, the podcast is still very young. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What I'd like you to do, I want you to go back and think of those people. Think of a story of one of them or perhaps one group and it can be a positive, it can be a negative. It's got to be reasonably significant. Okay, so have you got that person in mind? Uh, Yeah, I can think of one. You think of one? Why don't you start us off, Sydney? Who is it? Uh, I'll just use his first name only, but he was quite an enigma because there was always a contradiction about himself. There was always this very edgy character on one side that we always knew mm. that existed. And yeah. then there was the other character who was particularly in the humanities, like English history, that kind of thing. He was leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. He was the wow. kind of guy that's like, right here, we're going to do a debate. And he'd done no, absolutely no preparation because yeah. in year 12, he'd be drinking the night before and he'd stand up and he'd absolutely nail it. Wow. So he's what, a taxi driver now? No, 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 no. There's more to the story. And everybody would be amazed. It's like, you know, writing essays, all these kind of things. Like people read his essays and think, 
this is brilliant. But we also knew that he enjoyed the party life like nobody else did. Where did, he, uh, where did he end up? Well, this is the part of the story. There's one part I can't vouch, but there's a few others I can. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after leaving school, there was an incident with a couple of police officers being attacked in Hyde Park, Sydney. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is true, but he was actually part of the people who attacked him, so he served some <sighs> time in jail. This is what I mean about the two sides of him. Yes. And then I caught up with someone who became a police officer later on, used to talk about how he was constantly in and out of jail for various reasons kind of thing. And it was just this tremendous waste of talent. And the last time I saw him was a couple of photographs for a school Mm. reunion, which I couldn't make. Yeah. And you could actually tell the partying and the drinks and the drugs were really starting to catch up with him. And approximately six weeks after that photo, we actually uh, died uh, through choking on his own vomit, courtesy of the drinking and drugs. And to me, I always remember him as a tremendous waste of talent because I've never seen with English or humanities someone so naturally gifted, but there was always that other edgier side about him. When you said that he did a lot of stuff with absolutely no preparation, I thought, he sounds great for the podcast. (laughs) But then (laughs) then, then you just, then you go, but then he seems to nail it. And I thought, no, he's shit. Hey, Frederick, you, you, you probably just got out of school. How many friends did you keep from um, high school? <laughs> not many. Did you flick? Not many. Not many, no. Which ones did you keep? Uh, I got to admit, everyone I talk to is like on a daily or weekly basis isn't from school. Wow. Certain, certain events in people's lives come up and you realize that. You're just like, do I want to Yeah. Do I want to associate myself with them? or? Are you a homeschooled and Freddy? <laughs> yep, or all my brothers and sisters, or zero of them. It, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing with um schoolmates. Yeah, I, I went I went to a um school close to the uh, city. So being where I lived, everyone was spread out anyway. So it was really hard to okay. hard to keep contact. So. Did you go to a fancy school, a, a selective school? Let's just say uh, one of my priests is currently in the news at the moment. Oh, oh one really? Of those schools. Mm, uh, one of those schools, yeah. One of those schools. Well, they've got mixed mixed reviews. Some amazing and some terrible reviews. Mm. Mixed the reviews. deputy principal of the similar type of school that I went to was serving ten years. Wow, deputy mm. principal. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that hasn't finished either. All these, um, there's still lots of teachers out there who are, you know, doing the. Uh, help me out here. Hokey pokey. Who's got the right Fred? The hokey pokey where they shouldn't be. Yeah, old just just quietly, Moses. Um, a lot of the guys I went to school with um, were taught by Dolly Dunn. Dolly Dunn. Uh, Yeah. Do you remember him? Did they survive? Oh, they survived. Yeah. Um, but I might talk later a bit about some of my experiences at school. Um, they're very interesting. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, hey, pick the baton up. Take the floor. Who, um, who, did, who I, did you kick? Go for it, Graham. I was, um, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, remembering a time, which was pretty much the whole of year five, mm-hmm. we had a teacher, which I, I won't mention. I won't mention his name, of course. We, we go to school with our uniforms on and we'd have to get changed into our sports clothes. This particular, te- this was year five. This particular teacher would make us all take all our clothes off and we'd have to stand there in the classroom 
behind our desks or behind our chairs, um, completely stark as naked for about 10 minutes. As he walked around and looked at us all and often invited other teachers to come in and have a look as well. Um, and I'm was, sure that, that happens at all schools, um, Graham. Nothing to worry about. Similar to the one that uh, Frederick went to, but not the same one. The school's a funny place, isn't it? It's, it can actually be disturbingly dangerous. I, I thought really? schools were a funny school. place, but it, apparently Graham's school wasn't that funny. No, funny, yes. I'm not using that term in a ha-ha sense. Oh, I, yeah. I, I loved school. I absolutely adored school. It's just probably year five wasn't the highlight. Let's just say that. Well, let me, let me reframe the, the debate. I've got friends from school who are now have been my friends for 40 years, and there's five of them. So when we get together on Zoom, the six of us, we look at each other and we have 40 years of history. And it's actually pretty good. It's a bit surprising. Yeah, we've got a few Italians. There's a, a Sri Lankan in there. There's myself and a, a Leb. And 40 years, we talk, it's like we talk as if we're 14 again. The tone of conversation hasn't changed. And the roles in that conversation remain the same. So we've got the joker. We've got the one who teases everybody. We've got the Mr. Voice of Reason in there as well. But it's funny, the roles that we had 40 years ago haven't changed. 40 years later. Have you guys had a similar or tell me about a different experience? Who's got one of those? Eddie, you have one of these experiences that have stayed with you? Yeah, no, well, on that path you were just on about having uh, like 40-year-old um, friendships that are still remain today, mm. yeah. Um, obviously, you know um, Marianne. Yeah. Not yeah. my Marianne, but the other Marianne that does the, um, the goodies podcast with us. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So we, we started kindergarten together and we, we've been friends for... Oh, at least about 20 years. That's good. <laughs> Four, 45 years. 45 years. Yeah. 45 years, yeah. And my, my absolute uh, best friend was also in kindergarten yeah. with us. He now lives in Queensland, but, yeah, we're still... Um, that's, not the, that's not the flopster, is it? No, no, that's Barjas. Oh, Barjas. Yeah. He was, was the best man at my wedding. We have a weird relationship where we can go years without speaking, but then yeah. we pick up the phone and then it's just like yesterday. Marianne yeah. cannot get her head around how you cannot speak for so long and then just pick up the phone and pick up where you left off. She's, um, now, I've had that experience. I bailed out of that whole this whole circle for five years and then straight back in. It was actually I quite pleasant. Yeah. While you while I was away, yeah, Thank you very much. No, we had, we had a great break, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back. Carson, you had another best man at your wedding. Me and that other guy. What was his name? Michael. Michael. What's happening with Michael? Because you were mates with Michael for a long time. Yeah, Michael and I were friends from year four right the way through. I'm wow. like I'm like Eddie. We can go three, four, five years without saying much more than a, a chat message here. And then we pick up the phone and we go. When was the last time you spoke with Michael? Uh, what year did the Rabbitohs win the Premiership? Uh, 14, wasn't it? Five years ago, yeah. Six years ago. 
about two six years. years. About two months ago, he and I um, had a text message just saying, "Go, what are you up to?" Wow! Um, but actual seeing him personally was the Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the semi-finals that year. Wow, that is amazing. He's that is amazing. I'm up here. It's you know. Okay, what's he up to anyway? I remember him. He was uh, a fun guy. He's helping out a couple of kids and doing the marriage thing. And yeah. Yeah. Once you pub out kids, I'm not really that interested in it. Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> what have you got for us? <laughs> hey, Sydney, where are your schoolmates now? Um, it's sad to say, um, numerous of them are dead. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, combination of, I know that, uh, there was a car accident. And the one thing that I was actually quite happy to escape from my school was the incredible drug culture there. So, wow. Uh, and I caught up with someone by accident about three or four years ago and was just getting the rundown of who destroyed their brains and effectively they're a walking shell now. Um, wow. And, you know, who's been buried. And in many ways, I was quite happy to escape that culture. That's a bit. All right. Now, that I have to ask now everyone. Quickly count how many people you went to school with are dead. I'd like a number. Uh, who I can account for would be about eight. Eight people? Mm-hmm. Out of how many? Uh, I mean, like I, I had a form of approximately about 100. I'm talking about whom I know. Wow. Out of the ones I know, probably two. Um, but there could be more. Two. Because we're, we're not um, spring chickens here. Have you? No, Carson, you got to. I had my 33 union only last month, and yeah, two. Two. Graham, how many? Um, about eight. Three of them actually, three of them died while we were still at school. Um, two suicides and an, two suicides in an accident. Um, and the others that I know of, and I probably don't know of all, um, anything ranging from. Leukemia to sailing accidents. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Shit. Frederick, how many you got? Uh, I've only got the one that was during school. Uh, he, he sort of left halfway through the year, though. So he crossed cross country pretty much, went to Perth. Um, day before yeah. his 18th birthday. Oh. Didn't wake up. Well, oh. Aneurysm or heart attack? Aneurysm. Yeah. Bleeding oh, brain. yeah. Oh, poor bugger. Well, I'll tell you what, you're gonna, we're all going to get there. So you can hate it or love it. It's a reality. But in my school, we had one guy die of leukemia um, mm. while he was still at school. And very soon after we left, another guy wrapped himself around a telegraph pole. So we only had two out of 44 guys. But I, in year eight, our, our teacher looked at us, his big, big teacher, he looked at 44 boys. And he said, right, you folks. One of you is not going to make it to 21. And we're all these year eight kids. And we're these big teachers telling us, well, one of you is not going to make it to 21. We go, oh, shit, I hope it's not me. Well, it sounds like we've all had the experience where he was wrong. I've got two. A couple of us have eight. A couple, nearly everyone's got someone who didn't wow. make it. That I, is, I don't want to sound heavy, but when people's brains get take drugs and their brains get rewired, they're effectively dead to you anyway. You're not talking to the person you remember. Where's that school, Sydney? Which suburb? Ramwick. 
Wow. So that's, that's not, that's reasonably uh, affluent. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a celery cap affluent. territory, Moses. <laughs> it's because of its affluence. Do you know that's what I mean? how, Yeah, that's how they afford all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we go any further, I'd like to give a plug to my upcoming podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that called? I'd, I'd like to What's hear it. What's it going to be called? It's called Carson's Twat. Oh, oh God. Is it, is it how to wash? See, so Marianne's in it. No, 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 no. Carson's Twat, the world according to. It's going to be initially going to be myself chatting, giving my opinion on life, about the news, about people, of everything. Are you Most going to invite special guests on? Oh, yep, there will be. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Moses has got a great sample of my opinion this afternoon. Oh, we had a good little stoush. We had a brawl. We had a brew ha ha. Is that bad? It was, a, it was a, actually really enjoyable. <laughs> it was That's kind of a standard. That's a normal conversation for you, Jeff. Well, That's I have an that. email address, which I believe is twatcarson at gmail.com. But one of my segments will be called the, the twat, twat box. So I will open the email up and we will discuss an opinion. So if you want an, an opinion, you want to know an opinion, you want to give an opinion so I can argue with it, and eventually I'm going to have guests on. <laughs> guests will be on, and the segment will be called The Twat Tusi. <laughs> and the, the person and I will do The Twat Tusi together. So this is the resurrection of Carson. I love it. I love it. I reckon this is going to be awesome. Right. Oh, that's gold. That is gold. I'll even be sober. Well, semi-sober. Oh. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm looking, All right. one, I'm looking for one more segment idea, and then I'm going to go for it. All right. Yeah, all right. Go for it. And, um, you know, Carson, you can rely on us to have unadulterated, full-on brawls and still walk away at the end of that going, yeah, that was a really good effort. That was a really good podcast. That was great. Good idea. I'll see you next week. Talking to me or talking to your wife, it's still a clear-cut winner. Yeah, I know. I know no one's going to argue at that point. But that's... I, I also put out more. Sorry, I'm in shock. I'll just confirm that email again. Twatcarson yep. at gmail.com. With all our friends and our history, the reality is that when the special someone else enters our life, those relationships change. Some of them change very dramatically when our Mary Ann's come along. Some of them strengthen, but mostly they weaken or they disappear. Do you have a relationship that changed once Mary Ann entered your circle? I'm pretty clear on this one because if I go back to my wedding, I can think of the people that were there. Yeah. Um, what I think we had 280 people there and my side of the family was about 30, um, including you guys. And we're all still, I'm pretty sure we're all still friends. So from that point to now, um, 13 years thereabouts, pretty much no one's come all gone in wow. on my side. So you managed to offload about 275 of her family. <laughs> like they only came with the free food, mate. Yeah, true. I still remember giving the speech where half of them didn't speak English. Mm. Yeah. Sydney, what happened um, when your MA came along, when your Marianne? The best thing we did was actually to get married overseas, but that was, um, it's less fuss when you, it was kind of eloping, but yeah. it's less fuss that way. 
Did any of your group go to overseas to see your wedding or was it all her side? Uh, what surprised me was that uh, my mum and stepfather turned up and that quite surprised us because we weren't expecting that. Wow. And uh, that was a very nice surprise because we just wanted to keep it super low key, didn't want any of the politics and we were always planning to do an Australian wedding here but it never quite got off the ground. Now, when you got back, she obviously has left a big chunk of her life back in her home country. Yeah, 100%. How did she handle that? I think that was initially like a culture shock. She was certainly reliant on me a lot to begin with for the Mm. first couple of months. And in some ways, I was like a cultural interpreter. But bit by bit by bit, I was just trying to say, you know, to translate things. Mm. But I also think she has a huge advantage that she sees Australian culture through objective set of eyes. And it's it's an advantage that I wish I had. Mm. Her ability to get back and... It's like with every culture, sometimes you see some things that are just weird. Mm. Sometimes you see some things that, no, nah, that just works perfectly. Every nice culture one. has it. Good. Yeah. Hey, well, Sid, you're, a, Sid, you're a bit of a cultural interpreter for all of us, I've got to say. I, I, I am. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, just, you know, important issues. Like if we need to get a better understanding of them, we just have a chat with you. Okay, appreciate oh. that. Carson. Yeah. Your Mary Ann's very easygoing. No, no, she's highly strong, highly maintenance, and highly controlling. That's not how she projects herself. It's certainly not the impression we get from you know, only. Oh, obviously, we've only like spent a short amount of time with her, but yeah, we we always got the impression she was really easygoing. Um, so yeah, interesting to hear that. She doesn't Did listen to this that? podcast. No, no, she's not. <laughs> yeah, but Carson, is it, do you need that in your life, though? Oh, absolutely. I'm unstructured, unsocial, and... Uncouth? Um. <laughs> yeah. no. are, are there any mary that aren't controlling? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just haven't met one. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get enough rope in my life. I can say to her on a Friday, I'm going to the footy without her blinking, but... She still wants things her way. And I mm. you know, I let her have it most of the time. Back That's the thing, Carson. If, if she's letting you go to the footy, she's getting what she wants. She's like, oh, thank God he's probably gone. Like I said, most you Marianne's, I think, are a little bit controlling like that. They, they like things their own way. So it's not a not an uncommon thing. Freddie, does, will anything we say scare you off from getting married? Uh, uh, probably not. Would you like to have a go, gents? Let's think of one piece of advice that you could give to see if we could scare Freddie off getting married. Maybe get a picture of all of us and just look at our faces. <laughs> if that doesn't... Yeah. It, it, in, God, reality, doesn't um, off. in reality, Freddie, we are actually the same age as you. It's just that we've been married. We've aged yeah. prematurely. <laughs> Going, going back to Graham's point, can I get just hang the photos up above um, my bed, you know, just pop them on the wall there? Hey, we, are, we, we, we don't want to block that mirror, mate. <laughs> That's a great form of contraception there. Fantastic. <laughs> See, un- unfortunately, Freddie, when you do get married, I mean, that all ends. You're not allowed to put pictures up on the walls anymore and you're not allowed to have, like, mirrors and handcuffs and stuff like that. It's a good Freddie. idea, though. Freddie, you've, you've broken it. You've broken the, the one... The Chinese one one child policy problem. 
like pictures of us on the roof of every home. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. It's much more effective than uh, using a condom. We, we could actually oh, sell pictures of ourselves for the roof, um, our merchandise along with Carson's codpiece. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's deeply disturbing. What, what's something else that would scare Freddie from getting married? <laughs> Bank account. You'll never see yeah. it again. Uh, oh, goodbye yeah. to a logical conversation. Goodbye. <laughs> Mo- Moses, what would you like to add to that? <laughs> Just put it in a bag, tie a piece of concrete around it, throw it in the lake. It's gone. <laughs> never, Not logical conversation. Yeah, logical <laughs> conversation. To it. Consistency, reasoning. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry. But, if you're into uh, that, do you remember those days when it'd be like, you'd be on the way home from work on a Friday afternoon thinking, what do I want to do tonight? I can do anything I want. Yeah. Now, that's all gone. Now, what does she want me to do when I get home? Or in um, Moses's case, how long can I sit in the park before I do go home? Mm. <laughs> uh, my record's three weeks. The park you hang out in, uh, Moses, is that the yeah. one where there's like um, female volleyball happening? You're kind of hiding behind the bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's the one on the side that says, beware of this man. I've had people, I sit in the park, I've had kids and parents walk all the way around the park so they didn't have to walk through it and walk past me. So, Fred, if if you're thinking things are just going to cruise along the same as they are, no. Hang on, Moses, is is the park a high or a low? (laughs) It's a high, it's a high. (laughs) No, it's a low, it's a low. Note for the record, he's pointing way up. <laughs> so the, the park, including the volleyball. That's um that's for the volleyball. Yeah. That's, yeah. Eddie, as you yeah. were saying that about beach volleyball, when we go to Brighton during mm-hmm. summer, before this lockdown and everything, they have all these volleyball courts there. And so we sit there drinking a coffee, watching these Brazilians play volleyball and they're doing all these other sporty things all the way around us which is pretty amazing they're quite handsome those guys aren't they oh (laughs) uh, yeah i take those images to bed with me every night so Mm. they're they're worth keeping i'm sure they take your image to bed every night too no no they're Okay. So, so uh, well, wrapping I, up, Freddie. Um, I'm wrapping up. H- hang on to that um, non-married thing you've got going there for a little bit longer, if you can, because um, it does, it does change. It does change, not necessarily for the worse, but not always for the best. not always for the better. <laughs> Freddie, I've got a quick, quick question for you, Freddie. Just in these times, these unprecedented, unprecedented times of uh, COVID nineteen, I was thinking back to my school days which is a similar time frame to Moses and Sid, et cetera. When we were kids, we used to do what was called become blood brothers. So we get a knife and we cut our hand open oh. each and then we shake hands where the cuts joined and we become blood brothers. Did you guys still do that at school? Uh, no. No, never. Okay. It's no. a bit of a these days. What do you do now, Fred, to, to ensure bonding sort of thing? Oh, I'm just trying to think of one instance. I mean, yeah. going through 500 mils of uh, vodka with a mate generally brings out a bit each. of uh, a lot of love for each other. It's yeah. 
Is that yeah. like one of those nights you wake up the next morning and there's like a jar of Vaseline and you got a sore bum? Oh, you can't remember. You, you got to piece it yeah. together. But it's something like that. And you go to the bathroom and it's just when you go take number two, it just drops out. Oh. Yeah, it's one oh. of those nights. Yeah, we have it. We've reached a new low. <laughs> <laughs> the, low the low is when you mistake. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> Did you ever mistake the KY jelly for the DP? Or the Voltara? I've never done that. I've never done that. <laughs> if, if Eddie will tell you all about it. Oh, yeah. If you need counselling like me and the rest of the crew, you know who to phone. It's definitely not us. <laughs> and we, we should put a plug in too. If you've got any um, feedback, uh, feel free to drop us an email at mentalkingoverbeer at gmail.com and check out our Facebook page at Men Talking Over Beer. Um, we did actually get an email this an week. Email. Yeah. What? I'll read it out. Yeah. It, it come from, unfortunately, someone we know. Hi, boys and Marianne. Uh, what a great episode. Number one, bugbear. We all over the loo and the floor. How hard is it? As Marianne says, small hole, big hole. And do other people, i.e. the Marianne living in the house, the courtesy of looking for puddles and drips before exiting the toilet? Oh, harsh words. Schadenfreuder. There is no pleasure in being pissed off with my Kevin, seeing him in the doghouse, and resolving the issue. Bugbear, picking toenails and feet on the lounge. Yep, agree with Marianne. Happens all the time. Drives me nuts. Foot picking happens in the loo too. Anky skin bits get left behind, like an old moose leaving his scent around, marking his territory. Can't stand it. Bugbear lack, uh, sorry, bugbear, lack of help with chores, especially in winter when the yard doesn't need to be done as much. The washing, cleaning still needs to be done. How about getting off the lounge before 3 or 4 p.m. and helping? And then they say they're tired. Mm. When the grand Marianne's ring in, often the help I receive is when Kevin lifts his feet so I can vacuum under them and pick up oh, the foot oh. skin that has been picked off. Oh. How about some spontaneous help without having to be asked and without huffing and puffing as if they are a martyr? Bonus bug ban, farting. There is nothing wrong with a good old fart. Let them rip. However, burbly ones, the stench that causes your hair to fall out, and then they rouse on Kevin Jr. for farting. What gives? Uh, it's a real shame. Love Love the podcast. Love to all. Marianne. And then in brackets, uh, we all know who that is. I have I have problems with men talking it like they're a martyr. I mean, mm. we don't do that like 50% of the time, do we? You think we're, we're doing enough around the house, guys? Well, I'm doing yes. too much. Yeah. Especially at the moment. The TV is a long, long way. I think I'm doing enough. Mind you, Marianne probably doesn't think so. wanted to ask this question if your Marianne's do this too. My Marianne likes to whinge about the housework, but every time I try to sit down with her and work out a system of who does what, she doesn't want to know. Yeah, but that's logic. That's not going to work. Uh, yeah, that's my fault. And I've always found it curious, how can you whinge about it when we try to sort out and you don't want to know? Yeah, but if you initiate a conversation to, to fix a problem and it gets fixed, you're putting her in a bad situation. 
Well, put yeah, yeah. a situation that a problem actually gets fixed. But that's not the main that point. That wasn't the, the real main problem, issue. was it? She's, yeah. she's got to be right at all times. If you initiate, uh-huh. a, if you fix a problem, she doesn't fix it. It gives you more leverage. So that's got to be our next Marianne conversation, I think. Mm. That dynamic work out. None of that's true. Well, thank you, guys. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who was involved today. That was men talking over beer. And tonight's topic was a bit of this, a bit of that. But we appreciate the, uh, the input from all the right. stories. So it's a good night from me and it's a good night from Graham. Yeah, good night. And I've learned a lot tonight. Thank you. Carson. Good night from me. Look out for my podcast, Carson's Twat. I look forward to seeing you playing with my twat in the future. Hey, thank you, Sydney. Welcome back, Twatter. Uh, Eddie. Yes, uh, so hoo-ha from Eddie, and we're, we're all looking forward to Carson's twat. Good on indeed we are. Freddie. Uh, it's been a pleasure, everyone. Thank you very much as well. Good night. All right. And from Moses, au revoir till <coughs> next time. Good night. That's Sid, mate. <coughs> no, Sid, I told you. Sid. <laughs>